President Sul Ramaphosa is answering questions in the National Assembly as we speak. Some members of Parliament are in attendance, physically distanced, of course. And this is the President's second hybrid sitting since the state of disaster was declared on the 18th of June. Now, with our parliamentary reporter, Gay Davis, is standing by to speak to us in just a moment. I just quickly want to dip into this uh, this session in the National Assembly, just so you can get a sense of what's going on now. Yes, there must be a markup. They must make a profit so that they can make a living. But at the same time, the profits must not be excessive. I would agree with you that we now need to look at the tendering system as a whole. Because a lot of services and processes have been outsourced to tender premiers. There now needs to come a time when we need to look at this. And I know that COSATU and other trade unions are beginning to ask themselves a lot of questions around this. Should we be outsourcing everything to the premiers, or should we also be saying, yes, many things can be done in-house, in the government, by people who are in the government system? And in many ways, that will help and lead to the strengthening of the state capacity. So that is what the president has had to say in the last few seconds. Let's bring into the conversation our parliamentary reporter, Gay Davis. So, Gay, that's as as good a place as any to start. I I suppose that corruption was going to be pretty high on the list of questions asked today. Certainly, Joanne, and also very much focused on the PPE corruption that has uh, been in the headlines persistently during lockdown and has created a substantial public outcry something that the president himself has acknowledged, saying that he understands people's anger. Uh, He believes it's affected morale in the country and that people are very frustrated with with what is happening. And he's been spelling out, excuse me, he's been spelling out uh, what they've been trying to do, trying to persuade members of the House that, uh, as he used the term, we have started turning this titanic of corruption around. And he's saying that it's a bit of a silver lining in the CD19 pandemic gloom that this has prompted unprecedented initiatives in the country to get a grip on uh, the corruption that is that has engulfed the the system. So he's particularly referring to here the fact that uh, he has got six ministers forming an interministerial committee whose job is not to investigate, but whose job is to collate information from every national department, every provincial department, every state entity in relation to their PPE procurement. And that that is then uh, obviously open and transparently able to be seen by anybody looking at that. Plus, we've got the investigation by the Special Investigating Unit, and he believes that this is a very significant step forward in turning that Titanic around. Gay, a question about uh, the amount of money and and the measures that are going to be dedicated towards eradicating gender-based violence? So gender-based violence, the, the President was asked about what is, is the update? Because you remember there was the summit 
I think that that was two years ago now. Um, and we're still waiting to see the appointment of the Gender-Based Violence and Femicide Council, um, which he gave some details on, saying that it will be majority membership will be from civil society organizations, but the rest will be government representatives, and that women from rural and urban areas will be represented, and that this council will be in charge of overseeing the spending of the 1.6 billion rand that was reprioritized from department baselines to be thrown at the fight to stem the scourge of gender-based violence and femicide. So he went into some detail about that. There is a national strategic plan as well as an emergency response plan which deals with the short-term issues. And he got some flack from opposition MPs who said, well, look, you know, you've been promising um, that shelters would be helped. You promised that legislation would be coming that would be strengthening the situation regarding gender-based violence. For example, bail for, for suspected perpetrators. Um, and you've not done anything. Nothing's happened yet. And he went into some detail to explain that those legal instruments, the draft laws, are now on their way to Parliament and that they will strengthen the rules relating to bail, minimum sentences, and so on. And he's uh, talked about 200 social workers being employed, uh, admitting that at the same time that there are many more that are needed. And he's basically spelt out the steps that the government is putting in place. He's saying it's taken more time than he actually would have liked it to take. But he's saying that we are now heading into a, into a period where with the establishment of this council, um, which he's quite happy for it to come and account to Parliament for the work that it does, um, he's saying that, that it is going to be driving this process forward. Gay, in terms of job losses, the country's debt exposure, in, 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 in keeping, of course, in mind the, this International Monetary Fund loan, what sort of questions have arisen around that and how's the president understood that or explained it? Well, the president's yet to get to the questions around um, job losses and the, and, the, and the IMS loan. Each question, he faces about six questions, um, which are scripted questions, and he gives a scripted response to those questions, Joanne. After that, um, there are four supplementary questions which can be put. The first one comes from the original MP who put the first question to him, and then other MPs are able to put their follow-up questions to him. So we, we've yet to get to him uh, discussing uh, the, the issues relating to the, for example, maladministration in the state that uh, sees public servants as well as officials conducting business of the state and additional measures they want to hear about that he's going to put in place, as well as the job losses. Deep concern, obviously, about the job losses. A youth unemployment rate of just over 60%. The ATM wants him to explain what steps he's going to take to ensure that trading in the informal economy is reserved only for South Africans. They believe that it will, it will help the situation. And he, they also want the Department of Home Affairs and the Department of Employment and Labour instructed to review all work permits given to non-South Africans to revoke them. So we can expect some interesting exchanges there. Gay, thank you so much for putting us in the picture as to what has happened before, as well as what we can expect over the course of the afternoon. Gay Davis, our EWN parliamentary reporter.